It's Friday and that means weekender time. New Crute have been revealed. Does Lloyd love them or hate them? And Orcs and Goblins return to the Old World. Yes. Plus, we have an awesome limited edition conquest prize for one lucky person, the new Spire's Abomination. It is gorgeous. Comment over at ontabletop.com to be in with a chance of winning that. Without further ado, let's jump in. The weekend starts here. Right, folks, and welcome to the weekender. Uh, no Jerry this time, but oh, horror! Ah, it's all falling down. The sky is falling. That means I get to put all the puns in all the time. Oh, no can stop me! Uh, not even the editors. Ha ha ha! Gee whiz, you're setting yourself up for a lot of work there, aren't you? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll roll that back. Anyway, I am joined by Justin, by Shay. And by Lloyd, and we're going to be taking you through a wonderful week of wargaming news and beyond, including all the stuff that we didn't get to talk about last week because Games Workshop. Why, boy, why? This is probably why we've brought a wild Lloyd in because he exactly, is about to be a yeah. very happy chappy. He's been roused from his sick bed for this particular show. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, Lloyd, you don't look all that sick. Nobody knows I was sick. This is news to everyone that I was sick. <laughs> uh, I no, think you were bluffing. You'll get sympathy comments now, which is the main thing. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, but yes, before we dive into any of that, uh, we've got a couple of updates and some Indie of the Week to get into, of course. But uh, we're going to be talking about Dungeon Alia once again. Um, if you've not been involved in this so far, this is our massive uh, push over the winter period where you can dive in and do awesome stuff when it comes to dungeons, building them, drawing mm-hmm. them adventuring in them painting heroes painting monsters and everything else in between um we have a project that we're going to be looking at uh right now which is from one of our wonderful community members i'm just going to share screen with you so you can see that so yes this is one that has popped up recently uh from the wonderful Tajafaka. that's how you say the name definitely i think that's definitely right or TJFK yeah. probably is the way you say it. Yeah. But uh, as we've talked about when we've been diving into um, Dungeon Alien over, over the last little while, you don't have to do something fantasy-based. You can do something sci-fi, you can do something pulp, anything that comes to mind. Uh, and inspired by Star Trek, uh, we have a look at some awesome stuff here from uh, TJ, who has been doing something based on a Borg cube, which I think is very cool. Yeah. Um, so in this one, they've been doing all the little sort of dungeon sections, as you can see there, of the interior of the of the Borg cube. That really nice kind of like hex style design on the floor and the walls, as you can see there with the glowing green. So it's very, very nice indeed. Um, and it's all coming together into a very nice little project um, showcasing this deadly <laughs> location for Star Trek uh, away missions and maybe even a little bit of a modifious sort of role-playing game stuff as well. It's all coming together really nicely. What do you guys yeah, think? Uh, oh, quick cool. one, Ben. Down the bottom, I think there's a link to where he actually got the the cube components. I would like like to have a look at that just to see what options there are for this because I do like the idea of playing out some Star Trek, just running through a board cube, trying to like rescue Picard when he's the cutest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks very nice. I like the look of that. Very cool indeed. There's a good amount of stuff there. They got, yeah. got any of them Poundland dishes the board use? 
You know, the ones with the lights behind them that you get in porn uh, lands. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It annoys me so much. We are Borg. No, you're not. We are porn lands. That's what you are. <laughs> uh, here's a question, Ben. Is this stuff 3D printed or is it resin cast? Uh, I think it's 3D printed, this one. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah. Because we've got the striations yeah. and stuff there. But yeah, yeah it's coming so... together really nicely, I think. Um, but yeah. Uh, a nice little project there showing off sort of the other sorts of things you can do. Um, obviously, this is the kind of projects that we like where you get to show off all the different bits and pieces that you're working on at the moment. Um, if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, scroll up to right to the top of the site there, Ben. Here we go. There we go. Keep going all the way right up the top. There you go. If you just come down over to ontabletop.com, you will see that banner. You if will. you go into the if you go into the project system and then if you click through, you'll come into this post that Ben's on now. Mm-hmm. That gives you all the juicy details of all the categories we have yes. and all the prizes we have per category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which flavor of dungeon do you want to make? Do you make <laughs> a spicy one? Yeah. Is it Mistress Mimi's? So, yeah, we've got a, a full breakdown of how to get involved, how to make your project, um, sort of going through all the different steps you need to go through there. There's even a dedicated page for that you've been following through from social media. We've also got that lovely banner at the top where you can go and see what other people are working on. We've then got all the different categories and prizes. We've talked about these before as well, but there is a huge amount of different um, prizes on offer for this. Mm-hmm. Whether you're approaching things from the 3D printing side of things or building them from scratch, maybe if you're going to be drawing them out, you've got some different prize options there as well. There's even a category for those people who want to just write adventures and have fun on that front. Uh, and then we also have painting bits and pieces as well. So you've got dungeon heroes and dungeon monsters as well. And as you can see, there is a wealth of prizes involved in this. So even if you just want to get started and maybe even get halfway through your project, you may be in with a chance of winning something awesome. There's even the dungeon younglings category, which is very cool, where you could win a copy of Hero Quest, which we're talking about last week in much depth on uh, XLBS, which is very cool. But uh, yeah dive in and have some fun on that front and uh yeah tell us what you think about the awesomeness that is dungeons um i also wanted to point out that we did do a little bit of a uh shout out last week uh on where you can get some like free stuff for adding to your dungeons yeah Um, so uh lloyd was like where do i find free stuff and ryan was like i can provide (laughs) where can i get not hero quest terrain exactly yes uh and seriously just google mate you'll go through to yegi or thingiverse or one of them exactly yes so this was a little bit of a shout out to some stuff on hero quest that you could oh for hero quest that you can find on thingiverse some little uh options there that you can click through and have a look at so if you are looking for some free terrain to add to your tabletops uh, and give your um your dungeons a little bit more character you've got some options there which is did they have an iron maiden in there did they yeah they did, they did. Iron maiden in they there. did indeed. Mm-hmm. so you too can lock away the bad miniatures that did the bad things so. <laughs> no 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 that <laughs> iron maiden that size is for your bad dice oh yes Actually, yeah that's a good idea because that idea. way if you make it out of cast metal you can crush it and maybe change the odds on it whenever you roll it again because oh, it's I missing like bits or heat it up and use it as an oven and just keep baking <laughs> ice every turn. <laughs> they will uh, they, the, the worst tradition of our industry, baking dice. <laughs> Lloyd's making an entire industry. Ah, there's a science to it. I'm making ones with batteries in it that bake themselves, yeah. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so here comes the FBI. Don't make nuclear <laughs> reactor dice, children. Like those cans you used to get with the heaters inside them that were probably very, very bad for you. Yeah, what do you mean? You used to still get you do get those. The ones you still make... get them anymore. I thought they were yeah. outlawed. Well, hang on. Japan still makes self-eating meals. Oh, yeah, man. the ones that had like beans and sausages and stuff in them. Oh, 
Mm. God, that cannot be good for you. Anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got Dungeonalia out of the way. Make sure you go and build some projects. You've still got plenty of time. It runs through all the way to the end of February. And as I say, loads of prizes for you to get stuck into there as well. Uh, but yes, now we move on to the most important part of the week. And no, it's not the bit where Lloyd gets to gush. <laughs> this is Indie of the Week. Mm, yes. And Ooh. in this... Why does uh, it become ooh matrony like when Jerry's not here? Well, what's going on? Because <laughs> it has to. It has Jerry to, has just to. has those soft, dulcet Irish tones. I mean, oh, yeah. Ben, what part of England are you from? The West Country? The West... I'm from the West Midlands. <laughs> thank you very much. West Country. <laughs> Best way to insult an Englishman. Get their location ooh, wrong in England. How? Very day. You. You're from up I'll, north. I will come and invade you again. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be stepping a little bit back in time. We looked at this uh, company back in 2020, would you believe it? Uh, but we're going to be revisiting them. So we're going to be looking at Mom Miniaturas, who have been producing loads of amazing stuff over the last little while. Um, and this is particularly good because we're diving back into the old world with a lot of stuff right now. Uh, and so I thought it'd be a really nice uh, opportunity to come and have a look at what they've been working on, what they've been doing, and explore their range a little bit more. So um, the most important thing to note is that this is a Spanish company. So if you're getting your hands on these, they're going to be coming from Europe. So it might take a little bit of a little while, uh, but they are amazing. And we have a whole host of different things that we're going to be diving through and exploring. Most of their stuff that they do is done in traditional resin sculpting, but they they do also do a lot of stuff in 3D as well, which we'll look at in a little bit. Um, but of course, we're going to start with the best of the best, which is the dwarves. Yeah, right. Dwarves um, watch. Yeah. <laughs> ben has went back to the ex-girlfriend. Yes. I, you should see my table. It is covered in dwarves, <laughs> uh, both Age of Sigma and Warhammer stuff. But yeah, they've done loads of amazing characters and all sorts of different things. So if you see any that you you particularly like, please shout out and I, we will have a look at them. But oh, they're gorgeous. They're really nice. The nice thing about them as well is that they definitely fit with that kind of old hammer style, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, Again, th this has always been a point of contention with you and me. I prefer new school sculpting. You prefer old school sculpting. But do you, do you not like these? Do you not like these, Justin? I mean, they're they're cool, but they're not for me. Oh, I can I can appreciate the aesthetics of them. Yeah. I don't want an army of that. Yeah. But they're dwarves. That. That's what dwarves are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little tiny boys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they've done it traditional with no kneecaps. Exactly, but that's because then they fit really nicely in with all the other stuff that you've got sitting around in your collection. But also has no kneecaps. Yes, exactly. You've got to waddle forward into battle. That's the way to go. I also like that they went back and did stuff like this. So you've got kind of like your stone golems and stuff. So if you're looking back towards the, the War of the Beard, or the War of Vengeance as I prefer to call it, um, you've got these kind of uh, animated golems that you could drop into your games, or maybe just use them as like terrain pieces. I think would be quite nice as well. I mean, these are resins. Some these are resin, yes. Mm -hmm. So you get hard resins, most of the mostly what they work with, uh, as you can see with all of these different character models and stuff. But they and they do the same thing for their units as well. So they do lots of different stuff that you could use for building slightly more classic dwarven armies or slightly more modern ones. So depending on which way you wanted to go, they've got different. Um, I want to see their spear guys right at the top there. Which ones here? Yeah, yeah, I want to see them. Let's open them. I'm also going to open some of their right. gyrocopter, please. Yeah. You want the gyrocopter? Flying barrel? You want yeah, flying that's barrel? it. There we go. <laughs> I, I, I am liking the aesthetic of the units here because it looks like a brewery has just went to war. Exactly. They're all Bugman's ranges. <laughs> I mean, look at the detail on those. They're amazing. Oh. I actually have some of these miniatures in my possession. 
and they are very very nice i've been using them for a while and uh, oh, see i would say them. these are slightly more of a new school style than the the heroes we're looking at yeah that I, th- I think these are slightly more modern in terms of the evolution of what we've seen from Mom Miniature Ass because mm-hmm. they've gone through and they've updated their sculpts and done lots of different things with them. I mean, that's amazing. I love the kind of the iron beard that goes over the top. Beard the protectors. Well. The beard yeah, protectors. It's, it's, it's a beard print. Exactly, yeah. And you've got your white beard, so you've got your long beards there. So if you're looking to uh, add some venerable fellows into your group, you've got that option. You've even got the dwarf there on his uh, oath stone which is back in the old world, which is great. You can see the books behind me. Look, I did buy them. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm so poor. But yes, anyway, <laughs> here's your uh, flying barrel, the dwarf gyrocopter, which has That's been designed cool. with the kind of like side bits as well, so you can have dwarves hanging off it or dwar- or bombs or anything if you wanted to. And you've got the little tiny guy in the middle who I I every time I see someone like this, I just think of the World of Warcraft, my flying machine thing from back in the day. So I see it. It's not SEAL Team Six, it's Dwarf Team Frig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. That's very good. I just uh, think Ace is high from Iron Maiden. That would also work. Would also work very well. <laughs> but yes, uh, so lots and lots of dwarven things there. They've got a really nice section of slayers. Um I'll just show these off before I dwell too much on them. But um, if you are looking to do like a Slayer army, they have a really nice collection of of, uh, of models there as well. Even if so, if you can't get your hands on like the Avatars of War stuff in plastic, these are yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was looking at these, thinking these look familiar. Mm. You yeah. could, you they could look a bit like Avatars of War, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love the paint job on these. They've all got the the red noses, if they're all alcoholics. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What other way would you be if you were murder in the day, drink at night? Exactly, yeah. But we'll move on to uh, some of the other bits and pieces. So that's, yes, I know we, we're leaving dwarves, but we have other things we can look at. So if you are somebody who's diving into making uh, an empire army, then you have some other options here as well. So here are a lot of their sort of classic resin sculpts. So they've got your warrior priest, which is very cool. And if, if you see anything that you particularly like out of this one, let me know. Monk. Show me the, the monk. The monk. Yes. One or two. Yeah. Not the TV show from the 90s. <laughs> oh, God. how cool is that with the grizzled look and the bandage over the eye as well like a proper crusader mm. very nice see a lot of these you could grab a ton of them and just do some more time you could they, yeah. these are perfect for more time uh i know a lot of people use them in that in that respect i have that annoying bar at the top of my screen at the moment this won't go away <laughs> this is exactly the kind of thing that uh shay had which was awful but yes loads of very cool stuff there as you can see there's the paymaster so if you're looking to do sort of like a mercenary uh, force, maybe especially because a lot of the stuff that's going Can't on at the moment with the it's underneath yeah. a skull mask. There, yeah. so it's a really that. small face. It is yeah. a very small face. <laughs> that position, quite odd. It's said that it doesn't get shot. Is it small, <laughs> or is it just a lot of beard? It might also just oh. be a lot of beard and hair. Uh, see, I thought that was flowing hair coming down the side of him. It looks oh, as if he should be looking off to the side. Yeah. And there's your monk, looking very cool. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you like some religious fanatics? Exactly. That's the way to go with the Empire. Yeah. I've always wanted yeah. to do that with my Empire stuff. Shay Lud's crossbow with religious intent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, all the um, infantry stuff that they've been working on. So this kind of shows up a little bit of the digital work that um, Mom Miniaturist has been doing as well. So they have, uh, I mean, I love this pack. It's really great. Uh, and this one's a fantastic oh, look at that. But yeah, so you have things like your uh, your digital um, imperial dwarf arquebusiers, which mm-hmm. are really nice. 
So if you're looking to do a slightly more old hammer style army, you've got them to play around with, which is very nice. Very good. And that lovely slashed silks as well. Very cool. Um, I mean, the, how cool is that? For like a set of <laughs> casualty markers for you to drop into your games or something. Uh, that, that's clearly routed. <laughs> yeah. We have had enough today. It's time to go home, boys. Yeah. The hell with this Baron. He hasn't paid us in three weeks. Let's get gone. <laughs> They've even dropped all their weapons as well. I think it's great. I, I also think these would be good as like a Blood Bowl team because you, yeah. you, you've yeah. got them in like yeah. catching poses and things. Which look quite yeah. Nice. But yeah, very cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then look at that. The giant is epic. He's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And this is some of the stuff that Mom Miniatures has been working on more recently, uh, I'd say. Um, and I think I think they look amazing, really good stuff. Very characterful, which is one of the things that I always mm. say about their ranges and things. So, so yeah, uh, lots of different stuff from the kind of empire side of things. As you can see, they've got the three D printable options there too, which is always good. Um, so they'll three looking... D print for you, or either you're buying the STL. They, they, so they'll three D print these ones for you, but they do also have a my mini factory store, which we'll look at later, which um, also does bits and pieces. Um, if you just want to get the STL, STL files and work on them from home uh but yes so we will look go over to the orcs and goblins everyone looks loves some good orcs and goblins dur, 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 dur. and we'll start with the heroes as you can see there i have let's see if i can find the one that i have there he is so there was one up the top oh. i wanted to see there's one one at the top there yeah there. the war boss the war boss uh, yep there he is he's very cool oh i like him see to yes. me this is how orcs should look Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all scrap armor and scrap weapons just cobbled together. This is what fantasy orcs need to look like. Yeah, and these are these are like no joke. They are a big chunk of resin. <laughs> uh, as I was saying, I've I've got one of the orc warlords, and he's very cool. But he's got kind of like a thrall look to him as well. If you know, mm-hmm. like World of Warcraft in his face design, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is very nice. I will say, whoever their painter is is doing a fantastic job. Yeah, I think it's actually painted by <clears throat> Mom Minaturas as well. Uh, the guy there? behind it, which is very cool. Well, whoever their in-house painter is, cracking work. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, where was the... This you is already the, opened the book. I know, but I can't get to the tab. Secret, <laughs> secrets. Right. So... <laughs> but yes, that's the one that I've got there, which is very cool. And I love the non-metallic metal on the armor, which is very nice. Yeah. Because I picked up a... They did, back in the past, they did a Gotrek and Felix model, not Gotrek and Felix. Um, and I picked this fellow up as well, just to kind of meet the shipping. Great, <laughs> uh, and he's he's been added into my collection uh, for someone to play with at some point in the future. But I think mm-hmm. a very nice model, all the same. Very cool. Very very nicely done. Yeah, and we'll open up the units as well so we can get a look at them. Oh, good stuff. Again, the thing the thing that's really nice about these is that obviously they they are slightly bigger, I'd say, than the stuff that you would have been getting for. Um, old one fantasy battles in terms of scale, so they're they're coming more towards the kind of like thirty two mil rather than twenty eight, which is fine, obviously. Oh, but course. it means that when you've got them on the slightly bigger bases, they'll actually look really good and dynamic when they you've got them in your regiments and stuff. They, they are they quite Romanesque on these boys. Romanesque, I suppose. Yeah, yeah with the, the segmented like plates and stuff because they're dangly bits. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> the dangly bits. That's the best description. <laughs> uh, question, Ben. Is there a Doom Diver? Oh, we shall have to have a look. Let's go back to the Orc Army thing and scroll down. Well, they have a chariot, which is very cool. Yep. And we have Fanatic Goblins. Oh, I love Fanatic. we have a Rock Thrower, which is just a troll with the stone. Yeah. 
but no doom diver oh sadness unfortunately no but maybe maybe this that'll be one of the things that'll get added in in the future that could be very cool giants are nice the giants are very cool do you want to do you want to look at that giant should we have a look at this one yeah yeah oh that seems like a perfect fit for well, Age of Sigma and Warhammer, the old world, I'd reckon yeah. as well. Yeah. See, this was this thing I remember from the old days whenever you would put a giant down on the table and just randomly it would pick someone up and you'd roll on a table and once in a while it would just put them in a bag as a snack for later. Yes. <laughs> You'll be glad to know that that rule is returned in the old world. Yes! Which is very nice. Yay! And I like these as the evolution of the classic sort of stone troll. If you remember the, the blue ones with the big bug eyes that they used yeah. to have. Uh, they've kind of done something a little bit f- more fun with those, which I think is quite nice. Nice. Very cool. Oh, Ben, why did you have to show me this? The, the old world has landed, and I kind of want to do like old school orcs. Well, here you go. Yeah, damn it. This is great. This is a great way to go. You have to wait a little bit for some of them and stuff, but obviously you guys have got 3D printers and things, so you oh, can yeah. fire yeah. out a whole host of orcs and goblins yeah. and stuff. And uh, 3D printing might be very cost effective. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, great for character models and stuff, obviously. Um, but if you're looking to maybe sort of branch out and do something a bit larger, maybe you want to go down the 3D printing route. But yeah, I mean, look at that rock thrower. Mm-hmm. I love the character in their faces. It's so good. I know I talk about this a lot. <laughs> See, I love the fact that the the crewman who's actually loading it is just a big troll, and it just looks yes. like he's going, I wish I had a put belly like this. <laughs> I wish I was full. He wants to eat his other crewmates. That's what he Yeah, probably. Do. Let's see the boar riders. The boar riders. Oh, yes. Good shout. Uh, the painted yeah. ones, you're going past them. There, there you go. go. There's two go. sets. Ooh, let's open. Oh, I've missed them. We'll come back to them in a second. Oh, I yes. love that they're just so yeah, much they're nice. than fours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even like the puffing cheeks on the on the on the, the musician there as well, I think it's really nice. Uh, I'll, I'll also want pose. some goblin wolf riders. They do them as well. Oh, so, nice. Happy happiness. Let's go back and have a look at those. Where were they? They were up here somewhere. There we go. Goblins on wolves. Nice. All the classics are there then. Yeah. They've covered recently, all the bases. They recently did uh, the Dwarves of Rillion, which I think we looked at as a Kickstarter. Mm. Um, so they've done wolves and stuff in the past as well, but those are really cool. Yeah, but these still that have that nice of... Mongolian feel to yes. them. Yeah, which is really nice to see. So you could even fit these in with like Chaos Dwarves and stuff if you wanted to. I think it's a good good. Yeah, show. but if you're looking to expand an old army that you didn't set on fire when the old world died. <laughs> like an idiot. Who would do that? God, uh, people idiot. made videos. Yeah. Fools. Fools. It's not like those are the games you could play, but anyway. But yes, uh, lots of good stuff on that front as well, as we looked at for those. We're just going to have a quick look at the elves before we move over to the digital side of things. And just because Jerry's not here, horrible racist elves. Yes, we had to be said. Yes, there we go. (laughs) But you are able to get yourself some elves. As someone who is like uh, a little bit of a fan of the White Lines of Thrace, we have a uh, classic model that you could use for that on that front as well. That is a big main. Yeah, a big main. Yeah, that'll be really fun with washes. Uh, any form of feline as cavalry just seems like a bad idea. You jump on its back and it just turns around and just death rolls you. <laughs> You've clearly got to be more in tune with your animal. Uh, but yeah, some really nice stuff there on the hero front for the elves. They haven't really done much in the way of expanding their um, their troops and stuff for this, um, but. That's because they're probably going to come and revisit those, I would imagine. But I think these look really nice as different character models. And as you say, if you're looking at playing something like Mordheim or something a little bit more small scale, or in fact, any fantasy game, to be honest, I think these would be a really good shout. Um, 
looking very nice indeed. Lots of dynamism in those sculpts, even if they're slightly older ones. Uh, I did also say that they have a uh, My Mini Factory page as well. So if you're somebody who's looking to get your hands on the models um, as STL um, files, so you can print them off at home, you've got all the different options there, as you can see. So that's the recent selection of the um, Dwarves Rillion that we were looking at on Kickstarter not too long ago. But you've also got your sort of strange cultists and all sorts of different things there, which is very cool. And uh, some more of your human models as well, which is very nice. I don't think they've done a translation over to only games as well yet. So you can't get 3D prints through them. Uh, but that might be something that's coming in the near future. Uh, but if you are somebody who's looking to uh, dive in on the digital front, you do have some really nice options there for you to play around with. Those ogres look fantastic, mm, for example. Very nice. Very Digging nice. it. Yeah. So, yes, lots of Empire stuff in there, as you might have imagined. I thought that was going to be a doomed oh, for a second. Oh. I he was going to be happy, but alas, <laughs> alas, no. They do have goblins on Nunus, which is an interesting uh, turn of phrase. <laughs> what is that horrendous thing there? <laughs> like That's Attack between... of the Tribbles. Yeah, it's like tribbles mixed with squigs. <laughs> Ooh, I want to, I want to see the goblins and bats who can't tease us and not show us. <laughs> it's on back. Yeah, I could make that work as a doom diver. Yeah, see, Jerry would have just navigated away from these and not shown you, but I'm showing you the images. You're a very kind and beneficent Ben. Yes, and it's not because I don't, I don't want to stop screen sharing and go back in again and be uh, terrified by the technology. <laughs> Nothing like that. Uh, but yes, very cool stuff there, as you can see. Even some really nice bits and pieces there for those people kind of diving into more time, as we were saying, mm-hmm. doing something a little bit Marienburger, perhaps. Fishes are always a big um, uh, part of their kind of uh, look and aesthetic, so you've got some nice options there too. But yeah, loads of good stuff. Nearly a Doom Diver, if you cut off all the other bits and pieces there. Yeah, you know, I mean, don't worry. I, I can make it work. I can yeah. make it happen. Because if, if yeah. I'm doing orcs, I want at least a couple or three Doom Divers on the back of the field just going. <laughs> oh, um, God. Yeah. Some of the body horror stuff. Yeah. So if you're looking to do Chaos Demons, they've got some nice bits. Of wow. There as well. Do you want to look at. Should we have a look at the spawn? Look at the spawn? Yeah. That, that is dark and twisted. Yes. Perfect. That's Something disgusting. Too. I love it. <laughs> Somewhere a Slaneshi worshipper is rubbing themselves. So, yeah. <laughs> like, why would that be Slaneshi? It could be Zinch. Could also be Zinch. They they're also rubbing themselves. Are we just uh, ignoring the front tail thing I had then? Are we? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> most, most assuredly. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll buzz past that. We'll buzz past that. But yeah, loads of stuff there as you can see on the digital side of things. Um, I believe they've also got like a Patreon and everything as well. But I'll have all the links down in the uh, in the show notes so you can have a look at that. But yeah. yes. Mon Miniaturas, if you're looking to expand your collection for the old world and you can't get your hands on Games Workshop models because they haven't made them yet, again, uh, then uh, make sure to go and check them out and either get your hands on them in uh, resin or as 3D printable options for you to do at home. Yeah, it's almost the new month and my wallet is twitching going, do it, just do it. Yes, become one with the old world. But yes. Yes. um, (laughs) We're going to move on and dive into some news and make Lloyd very, very happy. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the motherfucking news. <laughs> all right, folks, back for some news. And we're going to be starting off with the bit that maybe, maybe Lloyd is happy about, maybe Lloyd's sad about. We don't know. Oh, my God. But yes. <laughs> 
Um, we got some news towards the end of last week from the big Warhammer preview that the Groot are going to be returning and in greater numbers uh, to the world of Warhammer 40,000. And uh, yeah, we got a very nice preview of, and this was only half the range, apparently. Oh, so, yes. Wow. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that we're going to be getting uh, coming soon. So we've got a couple of new characters popping up. So there's the Groot Flesh Shaper, as you can see there. And hey, it's only been 23 years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lloyd, I, I still remember when I first started game with you, buddy, and you ran nothing but a crew army. It was like, yeah, I don't play to win. I'm playing for a draw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing to make you have a bad time. Uh, but yeah, so you've got your flesh shaper who is sort of put into battle to cut off the choice cuts from the enemy and make sure that the crew evolve in the right way. And then you have the war shaper, which I reckon kind of fills the role of the classic shaper that we used to have for the Tau. Um, but with a whole selection of different weapon options, as you can see here, I really love the bow. I think that's a really nice little addition there. Yeah. And that kind of predator style um, throwing weapon. I think it's so cool. I mean, I'm it's called what it is. Me. Throwing star. Is it just a throwing star? Is that what it is? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm getting like Mad Max vibes or did you ever play Rage? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the, yeah. the, the wing thing, in the, or the wing the, stick. Uh, yes, the wing stick, and also the armor design as well is very cool. Yeah. I like that, yeah. Strap some explosives to that and let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've got a couple of new characters that are coming out alongside a revamped Crute Carnivore squad. Oh, um, no. See, I actually quite like these, because oh, they're no. like the old ones, but just bigger, which I think isn't too bad. Oh, no, th these have been too humanized. You think? <laughs> yeah, the think the, the body shape is more human torso esque compared to the old ones, which were more like alien bird like. He, oh, might, have, he might have a point. Oh and no, I hear that. Think, what do you mm -hmm. think as the as the as the crude expert amongst us? I think you should bring up the old box he's talking about. By the, oh my god, Jesus. <laughs> oh, right. I'll do that in a second. Oh my god. Jesus, why are you he's got he's got something worth looking at, I think. He might be right. Oh, they do the, the, oh, the, the shape on those, just the aesthetic is ugh, somebody goofed. The old style. Okay. I've never seen the old crew, but I don't like those carnivore squad. The hell do you mean you've never like, seen the old crew? I've never seen the old crew, Lloyd. You've never shown me them. <laughs> right. Well, I'll, I'll There's a bloody crew army sitting in that room that's behind you. <laughs> is there? <laughs> this is the classic crew, as you can yeah. see there. See the body shape is like smaller, more condensed, and it's more like hunched forward with the wider hips. I see what you mean. I guess they're slightly more feral looking in the older designs, maybe. Yeah, but they're more alien looking. They've these have been see that that's just a human that's a guy in a rubber suit. <laughs> that's a guy yeah. in a rubber suit with a mask on. Oh, I can't unsee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I am sorry, but somebody shot the bed on this one. Let's keep that Absolutely. one up and flick back and forth between that one and Let's open that one so you can have a look. Yeah. Basically, which one is Lloyd going to... Is he going to try and find loads of old boxes of Kroot, or is he going to... I have old boxes of Kroot. Uh... <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's put me off. Oh, you're not liking those. I think they're not. I don't think they're too bad. They're terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. But you even People can disagree with me all day long. They're terrible. You'll get a little, you'll get oh. a little Kroot pup as well. You don't want the Kroot pup. Well, that brings it back. That one's just a cheapified crit hound. The old crit uh -huh. hounds were far better. Uh, but that's only that's only the little one. Obviously, the big ones are going to come back. 
later. But you even get a little big boot. You get a new boomstick as well, which is quite nice. With I'm undecided. It might be the weird pastels that they're painted in that would help. Uh, maybe yeah. if they were done in the slightly in the older scheme, maybe you'd like. Them. These guys definitely look more jagged. Oh, if right, you know okay. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, there's a harder edge to them. Yes, they've not been smoothed off by the process of. Um, <laughs> of Here is a pre-made human sculpt. Make it alien. Mm. Okay. okay. I, no, I'm never going to so like maybe these. maybe not on the crude carnivals, <laughs> perhaps. But uh, uh, in addition to that, we also got some other new uh, announcements because obviously, as I said, the crew are going to be getting themselves a full detachment and stratagems to basically make your entire crew army without having to have any blue boys in there whatsoever. So you've got Which the is crew- the way it should be. Screw yes. them blue boys. Yeah. You've got the Crutox Rampages. So these are the younger Crute, mm. uh, the younger Crutox, uh, that are obviously focused on getting stuck into a little bit of melee combat on the table. Got some very nice options there with the big throwing spears and the big choppy knives. I really like the poses of these as well. You could imagine them sort of bounding across the table, which is good to see. My uh, main thing, if we go back to the actual Crute box... The the uh, the carnivores one, the basic one. No, no, the, yeah. There's go go to the group shot. Where's a group shot? If you got a group shot, put a group shot back on here because I did some good screen capping. There we go. <laughs> the stuff they did for kill team look cool in this. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. What do you need this for? Because this allows you to make lots and lots of basic crew, whereas that one was more mm. specialized crew, wasn't it? I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah, but. <sighs> Again, if they had taken that that kill team box and reworked it so that you could have your multi-part options in there, I would have been a happier person. Maybe. maybe. I mean, the Crudox themselves look good. The Crut are where this has fallen down for me. This is another one of the sets. Well, so you, you know, remember the old Crutox that you used to get with the big gun on the back? Yep, this yep. is the variant of that, so you've got some new weapons on that front as well. <laughs> hey, I love the one with the budgie tongue. <laughs> <laughs> They are, they are very cool. I quite like the look of this one as well. I think they've done a really nice job on that set there, um, despite the older stuff. Uh, but yeah, so they're going to be getting, as you could see, there was two new characters, uh, which were the ones we looked at there. There's the Carnivore Squad, the Crutox Rampages, and the Crutox Rider. But then when that's you... all going to be coming out as part of this box set here. So When you say getting... this is half of it, though, there's going to be another release yes. then after this. So they said during the preview that there's going to be another set of Crute releases on top of this. So obviously we didn't see the Crute Hounds, which Justin mentioned, so they're going to be coming. I would imagine we're also going to be seeing some other variants of the Crutoxes potentially as well, um, alongside maybe maybe another character, maybe the an evolution of that Kill Team squad potentially. See, I um, kind of want the Vespids to come back. No, oh, screw the Vespids, unless they make it more interesting. The Vespid idea is that they're going to return in a kill team set alongside Swooping Hawks. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll finally get my Eldar Swooping Hawks. But a lot of people have actually been complaining about this box set because obviously it's great great for people who want to make a crew army. But if you want to get your hands on the new codex earlier yeah. than other people, you have to buy it alongside a crew army Ooh. that you maybe don't want. <laughs> yeah. So I think. But that's what Flea Bay is for. Well, yeah. I can imagine a lot of people maybe. This is the. This but then... isn't there a separate crew? Book or some crap come no, along. No, no, no. It, the rules for the crew are going to be in the Tau Codex as part of this. So. Well, I thought someone mentioned you had there was a separate crew book type thing coming too. No, they'll they're they're going to get just a detachment, so it'll be one of the options for how you build your army in the future. So, but yeah, which you can't build a whole crew army. You can't just make an entire yeah. crew army led by led by the characters that we're looking at there as well. And so, suddenly, yeah. Lloyd goes to work. <laughs> hunting down all the old grit boxes he can yes. find. 
But yeah, uh, a very nice little section of stuff to there. I think obviously people will be divided on that. Uh, I think people are going to be Marmite on the actual box set itself, obviously. Um, but um, I think that they've done a, uh, a fairly nice job on this little range here. Let me and... see the whole range later. Keep going. Oh, Back okay. up that picture. Let's see that again while you're wrapping up what you've done. But, but yeah, very nice stuff there. Overall, I'm pretty excited. I like it. You just will use some of your old basic carnivores then, basically. Now I'll get the new stuff too and just mix it all together. There we go. Make sure to note Tom that he needs to keep one of these aside. Because <laughs> that, that was always the that was always the, the down thing with the original boxes that all the crew looked very similar. I don't know if they've gone far enough with this new box that the crew looked different enough from each right. other in that either. Because mm-hmm. uh, if they did think they looked different from each other enough, why are they painting them all different colors? I know because it depends true. on what the crew ate. Yeah. yeah. Although oh. there's one thing that's missing so far, Lloyd, is big beasties. Oh, what beyond? Oh, well, yes, the Narlock might be coming back, which was the old. Uh, it's like a dinosaur chicken yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, but again, it, it was always quite a limited range of crew stuff, limited stuff to choose from. I hope they might bring some like brand spanky new stuff. Yeah, we never know. That has never been seen before for I'd like stuff. to see. I'd like to see crew arm with. Well, as weapons. soon as someone gets the correct, I know that know. I don't do that. I'm, well, I'm, no, I'm, they... You're friends with us, but we're not sharing our stuff with you. That's Tau. They gave a pulse rifle to one of the guys in the kill team, but maybe he just killed another Tau and took it. That's probably right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's salvage right there. Crew mercenaries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, crew, big, back, and amazing. Well, for the most part, anyway. <laughs> uh, alongside a new codex and everything else in between. Uh, the most we... annoying thing is they did the release while I was flat on my back ill. I That's couldn't true. even get, I couldn't even get enjoy it. People tagging me, Lloyd, look at this. Couldn't uh, even do his jammy down. Uh, hang on, hang on, Lloyd. <laughs> at least you're better for the pre-order. That's true. Yes. Imagine yeah. being flat on your back whenever the pre-order goes live, and you're like, "Bust order, small plastic bed, <laughs> lying in bed," and the missus is looking at me. What are you talking about? Right. Crew, my secret. He's going mad. <laughs> Alistair going, do I need to get a priest? Is he possessed? Yeah. This is so this is your new delirium, Groot. <laughs> oh, you oh, want to watch yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy? You are Groot. Ah, there we go. That's <laughs> that, yeah, stick that on. Uh, but yeah, moving away from Warhammer 40,000, uh, we're going to be looking into a little bit of sort of what-if historical stuff as well from the folks at uh, War Games Atlantic. They have uh, put together a whole range of additional releases as part of their Digital Forge. Um, they did a series of what-ifs fairly recently, which were kind of looking at history through a different lens. Uh, and so we have a whole range of different ones for you to choose from here. So the first of these is Xerxes Victorious, which is a set representing, well, a diorama, a vignette set basically, representing um, Xerxes if he'd won effectively uh, at the Battle of Salamis. So you've got a nice little sort of set there with the Greek uh, king's head. Uh, ready to be presented on a platter, no doubt, which is very nice. Uh, you also have this one, which I think is really cool. So this is the Japanese imperial troops for the 19th century. So this is them looking at um, Japanese history as if the uh, they hadn't opened the country up to the West. So, you know, all the others hadn't arrived and sort of bringing their own influences over. But instead, envoys had gone out and bought back ideas for weaponry and things like that for them to make mm. a larger Japanese empire. And so that's where you get this kind of design here with the new heads and helmets and the different 
variants of the uniforms, but also all the firelock weapons and stuff that they had there, which is quite nice, um, alongside things like the classic katanas and stuff, which I thought was really uh, cool. So we would see a different evolution of the samurai? Yeah, and also uh, an expansion of them. So they kind of put together an interesting sort of background uh, on their uh, on the um, the entry for this one, where it's all about how sort of Japan, Japan then was able to conquer parts of China and the different islands in the Pacific, and they sort of had to deal with the West, but in an entirely different way because they hadn't had that colonial influence and stuff. So it was quite nice. Mm. So that's a really cool little set there. I thought, and all of a sudden, all my anime is gone. So you're so you're, so you're telling me Tom Cruise wasn't in Japan? That's basically you, Tom, Tom Cruise was not in Japan, oh. <laughs> or Billy Connolly. Yeah. Billy Connolly. Yeah. Uh, we also had this set, which is the What If Aztec Cavalry. So one of the interesting things about uh, the Aztec, well, the Aztecs and the invasion by Cortez and the Spanish was that when they invaded, horses were like a phenomenon to them. And at one point, Cortez was able to rout an entire um, Aztec army by simply charging the command with the horses. And so this is a kind of uh, play on that, where maybe if the Aztecs were able to get their hands on horses and use them uh, to sort of, supplement their army and so you've got a new set of mounted aztec warriors which i think is a very nice little addition to the set uh, with lots of different cool weapons like their classic uh club and stuff with the obsidian shards in it uh, alongside some really nice horses as well because war games atlantic do very nice horses those hats are never staying on no they're gonna blow away yeah <laughs> in a stiff breeze like the ones we've been having recently here in uh in europe but yes <laughs> It's a very nice little set there as well. Uh, we also got this one, which was in the last of the what ifs for now, which is the Han on the Silk Road. Oh. So the Silk Road was obviously the trade route um, through Europe into Asia. Uh, and this kind of looking at it from the viewpoint of what what would have happened if the Chinese had sort of spread out along that road to kind of guard it as security. And this would allow you to have the actual Han dynasty and the Chinese going up against Romans and the Persians and things during this period of history, sort of back during the ancient times and into the dark ages. Uh, and I just love that kind of what if idea of, because everyone what? always thinks what would happen if the Romans fought X? And I think this is a really nice little time. What, what would happen if you clicked that picture to get bigger? Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Look, it's the same size. <laughs> Uh, the Han yes. Dynasty is actually quite an interesting one to look at because they were one of the first armies in history where everyone was actually issued the exact same gear. It wasn't just yeah. peasant with pitchfork or if you had looted enough, you could buy yourself swords and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was actually quite regimented. The actual polearm piece is very interesting as well because it's it's a long lance, but it's also got the 90 degree tip on it. So you could actually bring it down almost halberd style. Oh, very nice. Yeah. These Sorry, that, that's a little factoid from history that just stuck in my brain somehow from a documentary many months ago. Is that one of those ones for like pulling shields off people and stuff? Well, actually, it was to come down in behind the shield. So yeah, it was long it. enough to actually come down pull and it. bap someone on the skull. Oh. So instead of having to pull the shield, you could pull the shield, but you could just go bap. And if the shield went down and <laughs> hit someone's head, yay, victory. Shield goes down anyway. Also very good for those people who want to do Dynasty Warriors. Mm. <laughs> Get yourself sorted on that front there with a nice little set. But yeah, very cool. And we also have a whole host of actual historical miniatures as well. So I'm just going to open these up so we can have a look at these. Uh, so we had the Benin uh, Spearmen. So if you're looking to expand your uh, African empires, you have a nice little set there, which is looking very nice uh, with all their classic weaponry and stuff like that. This is for those... <clears throat> for the. They were effective. They were probably one of the largest kingdoms in Africa during the period, uh, and it's not really a corner of the world that really gets war game that often. Uh, but I think this is a really tell nice... Jerry that. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> and this is a really nice um, way for kind of 
uh, walking on the street to explore these different periods of history in these different countries and maybe get people to think about potentially building armies to throw into games. Obviously, one of the other things that's really nice about this kind of stuff is that it can also maybe influence you to make very different styled fantasy armies as well, potentially. So maybe you wanted to do one that wasn't sort of focused on something a little bit more sort of European and instead you could have a look at it from an African point of view which I think is quite nice uh talking of rich nations um we also got a model for Mansa Musa who was forget Bezos this guy was the most the richest guy in the world <laughs> uh he w- was basically surrounded by seas of gold it's it's pretty insane Scrooge McDuck would have a lovely time diving into his little um kitty uh, but this is representing him on his uh pilgrimage to Mecca so you've got all the camel riders there which I think is a nice little touch and there's some various options there for Mansa Musa himself and his various retainers which I think was quite nice um we also got uh, some Kushite archers. I know that uh, Warren will be particularly interested in the idea of Kushites. So again, if you're looking to sort of throw these fellows in as auxiliaries uh, alongside things like the Romans, potentially, you've got some options there. But if you wanted to actually just do a Kushite force of its own, got uh, some options there to do your skirmishes there with their bows in hand. I think it's quite nice. And you've got your quivers and all the different styled weapons and stuff as well in their traditional dress, which is a nice little addition. And then if you're looking towards the Great War and World War One, there's also the King's African rifles there, which I think look absolutely stunning. Um, obviously, a lot of people could use these for diving into historical wargaming, but um, uh, a War Transformed came out last year from Osprey. And if you were looking to maybe go down the route of doing something a bit weird and wacky or pulpy, I think these would be pretty nice there too. Um, War Games Atlantic did also say that these would be very good if you wanted to go to Mars and you wanted to do something a little bit more uh, out of this world, or War of the Worlds potentially as well. So you've got some nice options on that front with that little set. Um, the last of the historical collection was this one, which is the Napoleonic British Sailors, as you see. Hey, Lemmys. Yes. So uh, a very nice little set. If you're a fan of Hornblower, like I am, I do like blowing horn. Uh, this is a cl- lovely little collection with some lovely sailors. One of them doing an amazing conservative power power stance. That guy is born to be a pole. Yeah. Um, alongside some really good heads, uh, which would be very nice for people who wanted to match them to the characters and stuff from Hornblower and various weapons there as well. Does Hornblower have an actual conclusion to it? Well, kind of, but not. He sort of rises through the ranks and he gets as high as he can. And that's sort of it, wasn't it? It sort of just ended. It wasn't like Sharp where it was like, right, I've done my things. I've gone back to India and now I'm too old. <laughs> uh, it kind of finished, which was a bit of a shame. I thought there were way more episodes of Hornblower than there actually were. But uh, yeah, unfortunate. But yeah, very nice little set there. Last of all, though, there was also this sci-fi set that they created. So this is your Deathfield civilians. So if you're looking to play something a little bit pulpy with, uh, you know, um, War bands and crews and things <laughs> on the tabletop. This is a nice little set there. Mm. Um, Remember that I thought they had two heads each. <laughs> <laughs> they could do, depending how much glue you use. <laughs> uh, and how you 3D print them, I suppose. You could go uh, uh, very different with that. Very uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and all those weird people on that Mars space station. But yes. The amount um, of options is impressive. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool because you can actually do them as actual civilians. So as you can see, you've got things like um, clipboards and uh, data pads and all that kind of thing or you could have them armed so you could have them as like a ragtag civilian militia potentially as well very good if you're going to be doing objective style games i think on the tabletop uh, i don't know see in the bottom left there's the little female character i kind of want to paint that up as a nurse give her the uh, biggest gun and it's just an uprising of the ai the nurse <laughs> drive 5000 on a rampage 
Yes, that would be cool. That would be very good. There's even a little child with a teddy bear. Make sure you protect them. They are protecting the child. Yes. Where's the child? There. there on the right-hand side. Yeah. See, oh, hugging right. a teddy. Yeah. Oh, it's a teddy. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, Lloyd. It's like you don't listen to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's recovering. Yes, some, some very nice stuff there from uh, War Games Atlantic on the 3D printing side of things. So if you're interested in picking some of that stuff up, make sure to do so. Um, yeah, very cool. Uh, from that point, we're going to be moving on to more from the historical side of things. Uh, Perry Miniatures have been working away on uh, an addition to their Prussian collection, uh, alongside some other bits and pieces as well. So they recently built up their um, 1806 range, which has been growing into a larger plastic collection alongside uh, lots of metals and all sorts of different things. This one was quite different, actually, from the folks at Perry Miniatures because They've done the crews in their traditional style, so they're the kind of metal models that you'd normally get. But the cannons that they're actually working on are going to be 3D-printed resin ones that have come from a different yeah. uh, producer. So obviously that's a lot easier to just do in 3D printing and then away you go. Uh, but then obviously these have got the touch of the Perry Twins about them, so you've got all the lovely uh, detail in those characters, which is good to see. And you've got a firing version. That guy's looking away. <laughs> cool guys don't look at explosions. And then you've got the loading team as well, which I think is quite nice there very cool make sure you don't look down the barrel when they fire that but yes so you make two versions and then you'd swap it out and then you can swap it out you could do if you want you could do that in the middle of the game which is exactly what i that wouldn't be annoying at all would it i I would do it just to annoy you well depending on if you were playing on the perry's table you know the the 22 foot by 12 foot monstrosity yeah very true uh, we also got uh, a look at the new prussian jaegers that they've been working on so if you're looking to do a hunting squad You've got that option there. You're sort of skirmishes for the Prussians in 1806. Um, I, I'm or, I'm always a sucker for this kind of thing because I love skirmish style games. Uh, and obviously these would be great for historical wargaming, but also for something to, like the Silver Bayonet if you were looking to go down the horror route, which I think is quite nice. Uh, and then, and this is probably the nicest little selection of stuff that they've been working on, we had these Napoleonic civilians that they did. So we looked at civilians towards the end of the last news piece there from War Games Atlantic. But this is a collection they've been working on based on a selection of German artwork uh, that you can find from the period. Um, and these represent basically the civilians that you'd find walking around in your towns and villages, maybe hanging on at the back of the army as part of the uh, the civilians alongside their gentlemen and stuff like that. Or maybe those just trying to make a book, I guess, as well. Camp so followers. A selection of different characters there. Yes, your camp followers, yes. Uh, I really, I like to think that she's got the yoke over her shoulder and she could kick your ass with that if she really wanted to. She'd beat you up with a yoke. <laughs> Again, it's the, the progenitor to the rolling pin. Yes. <laughs> got the veteran there, which is a really nice addition. I thought it was quite nice. Uh, the pointing gent just seems like a villain that you need to deal yeah. with at some point. Uh, and then uh, the baker's wife, who clearly has a secret. They always have a secret. <laughs> you got your farm laborers for putting away in the different fields as well and another gent definitely a bad guy whenever there's the word gentleman's involved definitely evil uh, <laughs> and then you've got your middle class napoleonic characters there as well uh, waving off the troops saying goodbye to papa as he goes uh, to go and fight the french we're just uh, getting to that stage of history history where god forbid you claim to be a member of the nobility <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah some very nice bits and pieces in there from the perry twins i think you'll agree when it comes to civilians and stuff. But yeah, very nice stuff uh, on that front. Um, 
Moving away from the historical side of things, we also had a look into the grim, dark future, but not for Warhammer 40,000 as you know it. Um, recently, Cubicle 7 have put out their starter set for Wrath and Glory, which we did an unboxing for on the yes. channel this And week. I cannot sing its praises enough. Oh, Everything yes. in here is quality of life improvements for both the GM and the players. Any new GM jumping into role-playing this is a highly recommended jump off point. Yeah. So uh, for those people who don't know, Cubicle 7 do amazing starter sets. Um, they are packed with stuff that is great for, as Justin said, sort of like getting started, but also as a jumping point to dive even deeper into the game. You get uh, the five characters that you can play as there, which I think is quite nice. Six. Which this is, oh, it's six. Six <laughs> characters, sorry, yes. Which have the big fold-out gate um, fold character sheets with all the stats, including like ways that you can kind of like push their narrative in different ways, which I think is quite nice. You also get the um, adventure itself called Traitor's Hymn, which is jam-packed anyway. But then on top of that, and this is the key thing that's lovely about these sets, the Veronius Flo Flotilla is a book just full of information about different planets and the actual flotilla itself that you can dive into. So if you want to explore the Gilead system in any more detail, once you've gone through the original adventure, you've got loads of additional space to dive in and have some fun with this one. Um, I really like the one fantasy roleplay one and the Soulbound set. I've played both of them and we didn't need to touch the main rulebook for like months before, as we were diving into all the detail that these guys have put into these, uh, these starter sets, they really are very, very, very good. Um, you even get the dice and the trackers and all the other things that you'll uh, need for playing the game, which is nice with the physical version. Obviously, the digital version comes with printout versions of thing of some of these as well, but it's always good to have the actual dice in your hand with the official uh, Wrath dice and everything in there as well, which is good to see. But yes, very nice little set there. Um, if you are interested in diving into Wrath and Glory and finding out a little bit more about it, we also have the unboxing. I'll have a link down to that below, but they also did a Let's Play where we got to play as Orcs one of the cool things about Wrath and Glory is that you don't just have to play as the forces of the Imperium. You can play as Eldari, you can play as Trakari, and you can play as Orcs. And we did a lovely scrap run in this one, which was very fun. <laughs> uh, and things didn't go wrong at all. Uh, it was my, my, my throat has PTSD from that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, an awesome little start set there for those people looking to dive into a little bit of role-playing on the tabletop. Make sure to go and check that out. Uh, as a quick aside, but still sort of in the grim, dark future. Uh, we also got some news from the folks at Brass Monkey Games and James Sheriff. Now, a lot of people will know that um, uh, John Blanche recently left Games Workshop, and he is now joining forces with Brass Monkey and James to create a new range of miniatures based on John's artwork. Mm. So... The father of the Grimdark is returning once more alongside a new sculptor to do some really nice work. And this was the quick preview that they showed of the first miniature from an upcoming Kickstarter campaign. Uh, James has done amazing work in the past. He's working on that really awesome new game with the uh, author behind Mordheim, uh, which is that Trench Crusade game, which looks really, really cool. Um, but this is another side project that he's working on. And I think this looks amazing. Really nice job there. Hopefully we get a nice mix between sci-fi and fantasy witch hunters, uh, but uh, we shall see. Keep an eye out for more on this one. They have been sharing preview images uh, for this. So, yes, 
watch this space. We will definitely look at that Kickstarter in the near future. And John Blanche is free now. <laughs> he can free. do what he wants. <laughs> It'll just be more grim dark art. Uh, I'm yeah. just waiting for Flash gets to get a hold of this one. <laughs> uh, but talking of uh, Warhammer, but returning to the old world, as we did when we were looking at the indie of the week, we also got a little bit of an announcement over the weekend as to what the new faction is going to be or the third faction anyway, it's going to be added to the old world. We've had the Bretonians, we've had the Tomb Kings, but now we have uh, the Orcs and Goblins stepping into the ring with an arcane tome and more. So yes, we have the Orc and Goblin Tribe's Arcane Journal. Really? So Yes, of course. I was just talking about yep. Wonder Gorks. And they're... Yes, they're coming. <laughs> Your wallet is crying. <laughs> uh, so yes, this is the Arcane Journal. You don't need this to actually play your Orcs and Goblins. They're all included in the books behind me. But uh, if you do want to get some extra special characters and some different ways to build your armies, you have the Arcane Journal, which is this one here, which you can snap up and it'll come with all the extra bits and pieces that you want, including some additional special characters. Um, they're also going to be doing a new battalion set, as you can see here. So when you comes... say new, though, is it new or is it just re-released again? It's just re-released. It's just yeah. re-released. Yeah, so, that, yeah. That's, These are all the old models. <laughs> that's some old boys in a new game, yeah. in an old world, yeah. Yeah. if that makes so, sense. I, it's 31, weird number, Orc boys. Uh, as you can see, there's just an additional guy at the back. Hey, don't leave me click, out. Click it. It gets bigger. Yeah, there there you go. go. Little tiny boy at the back. Hi. But obviously you can arm them with all the different weapons that you want. So you can have double hand weapons. You can have hand weapon shields. You can have spears, whichever way you want to go. You also get a bunch of the goblins with their bows at the back there. And then you get the goblin spearmen, which is a nice little set, returning from the... Uh, the uh, the library and then at the back you've got two of the boar boy chariots i prefer the new boys uh, the new boars sorry from uh, mon miniature i think they look way better than these older ones but if you are a little bit of a fan of the old school they're coming back as well i, nice I think looking at these you'll be fit to intersperse those together pretty easily oh, yeah. without anyone going hey that looks weird probably probably yeah uh in addition to that we also have a selection of the older kits coming back separately so if you are someone who's a fan of those old plastic models like the character models you've got them coming back so you've got a battle stand bearer version obviously you can arm him with different weapons if you want to just make him into a regular boss then you've got the one mounted on the back of the boar there i think it's quite nice those old kits returning oh, alongside worse, worse classic orcs. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's alive at this point. In the, I need my great feet. Yeah, everybody um, loves Warzag. Yeah, but you've got your classic orc boys once again. There looking oh so regimented. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is yeah. This is as if someone's gone yay and they've gone. <laughs> in response. Uh, it's the bosses up front giving a speech going is we gonna crump him yeah! is we yeah. gonna stomp him yeah! exactly <laughs> uh, and then you've got the arrow boys but why would you bother with orc arrow boys just leave that to the goblins man um that these guys can't shoot for toffee jeez uh but yeah just arm them with more weapons and let them go that's what i uh, now see why she likes it the yeah. quantity having a quality all its own <laughs> oh yeah uh, and then there's the Orc Boar Boys, which is was a slightly newer kit that they worked on, because obviously you can see the, the different designs there for the, mm. the boars themselves. But a good little set of cavalry for you to be throwing into the mix. No, I quite like that set. Yeah, it's really nice, isn't it? Very cool. Very dynamic, which is always good to see. Um, in addition to that, there's loads of plastic kits returning. That is by no means all of them. They're also going to be doing loads of metal kits and loads of resin kits. 
And these are Forge World resins, so they're not going to be the fail cast the, uh, <laughs> that everyone um, had to deal with over the last couple of years. So coming back in resin, we have the Troll Hag, who's looking very lovely there. Very nice model. Just kind of cool. And it's droopiness. All uh, it's saggy, droopy. saggy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's going to be coming back in Forge World resins. Probably going to cost you a mortgage. Uh, and then you also have this fellow here who is the orc war boss on the back of the wyvern and in classic style that wyvern is straining under the weight of the, yeah. of the boss oh, oh yeah you you can yeah. see it going <laughs> exactly <laughs> um if that was metal it would be a pinning job i still think even if that's resin it's probably going to still be a pinning job make sure that doesn't fall over i might just stick a clear stock like a yes, lang stand just actually. underneath the chin down yeah just to hold it good up. enough yeah so that's going to be coming out in four drop resin. Then there's also going to be returning uh, metal miniatures as well. So if you're a fan of those classic stone trolls that we were talking about earlier, they're going to be returning and in all their goofy style. I absolutely love these. And you've even got all the snotlings as well. Oh, very cute. Just fodder to be killed. Before or guys rations. Crump everybody. Or rations. Yeah, very true. But yeah, nice little set of uh, the trolls there. They also said there's going to be a whole host of other things coming back in, back in metal. So you're going to get Goblin Bosses, Wolf Rider Bosses, Goblin Bolt Throwers, Goblin Doom Divers. There you go. Hey. Uh, Shamans, the Common Trolls, the Snotlin Pump Wagons, Classic Ogres returning, which is an interesting one. Yeah. They've also said they're going to bring back the really old Marauder Giant. Um, so if you're a fan of that classic model from back in the day, that's going to be coming back. So they've definitely dug that out of the archives. Um, on the new model front, we had a couple of additional characters here. Um, so we've got the Orc, the Black Orc Big Boss, who's going to be stepping into the ring. He's a little bit like the uh, Paladin that we saw for the Bretonians. He's going to be done in the Forge World resin as one of the new character models for you to choose from. That poor dwarf. <laughs> He's had his eyes poked out and ropes put through it. Oh. But yes, new model there, the Blackhawks. And then also this character here, who is Ogdra's Swamp Digger who's the troll like caller. So he's going to be the special character that will be represented in the Arcane Journal. Just as a heads up, the Arcane Journal's only about 15 quid, something like that. So mm. if you are worrying about it being a bloat of books and all that kind of thing, it's not that bad uh, in the in the long run. But he's going to be in that book, and he's going to be able to lead a troll army on the tabletop, which I think is a very nice... Old troll army. I can get behind that. Army. Yes. It's not quite uh, the troll king from the Chaos Forces, but maybe he'll come back later as well. That could be very cool. Uh, but yes, nice models there coming back as well. So in addition to all of that, this week we also got the release of the Legacy Army lists. So if you're someone who is looking to play as one of the forces that wasn't detailed in the new books that I've got behind me, um, you'll be able to download these for free. You will need the um, original rulebook to actually, well, the new rulebook, sorry, to play these forces. But they are these are as detailed as you can get in terms of uh, well, uh, let you start building your army. Certainly, let you start mm -hmm. building. Also, giving tempting a little tip: while these won't be officially supported with a new model range, meaning they won't put square bases in the box, all of these armies have wider ranges to you for you to choose from from the Age of Sigmar range than the actual armies in the old world. You can't buy old dwarves at the moment, but you can buy Seraphon, lizard men. You can buy Dark Elves. You can buy Vampire Counts. Just stick the new models on bigger base, the, these new models on the bigger bases, and away you go. In actual fact, you have more chance of building an old world army using these than you do with the forces from the real books. But can I down, can I download the orcs? 
you cannot download the orcs and goblins. No, they are in. The, they're they in the book. In the book so, what's here okay. are the 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 B list. So I can download the cast offs, but you can't lo- download the A players. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The, the, yeah. This is the B team. Yeah, until they release the ebooks, in which case they'll be all over the internet. But there we go. <laughs> so yes, these have all the detail that you expect from one of these army lists. They match almost perfectly the stuff that you got in the Forces of Fantasy and Ravening Horse, which are the big blue books. Um, you get magical weapons. You get all the stats for everything that would have been out in Eighth Edition, more or less. The only army that hasn't got like loads of additional stuff in it from back then is the Skaven one. I know a lot of Aww. people were very sad about the Skaven. They've missed out some of the like Skaven mounts that you could get from Forge World and stuff like that. Um, but pretty much everything you could think of from 8th edition is in these different um, uh, PDF adapters. We're going to see screaming bells wiping out half an army again. Exactly, yes. So yes, if you are somebody who's looking to play as one of those factions, like my friend Clex Ogres, you can just download these and use me as your caddy with the books <laughs> oh, i mean and, i uh, could or awesome. oh, vampire accounts also because i was looking at von karstein family mafia at one point oh yeah and then just buy all the new soul black gravelord stuff and it's a perfect fit it just works why would you bother buying the old models or trying to source them on ebay where you can just buy all the old ones there or just find someone who's done 3d sculpts that are i swear it's not them exactly just do that and away you go but yes can you play as skellies that aren't tomb kings though you, well, if you get that, you can get the vampire counts and you can play a Skelly's Dance Tomb King. Yeah. yeah. You so, can play Jerry Damp Undead. You could play Damp Undead. Yeah. You just <laughs> wouldn't be able to play at a Warhammer tournament, but whatever. Oh, no. Yeah. I've mean... also, also, a nice thing that someone said is that anybody who's just a generous person will probably let you play with your uh, old armies using those rules at your local tournaments and things. So just ask and i'm sure they'll let you do it here's the thing the only thing that an old army needs to be made current is a movement tray yes exactly so long as your frontage is right on the movement tray you're fine away you go very true but yeah so yeah uh lots of fun awesomeness in the news this week including those lovely crew and everything else in between uh now something a little bit different we're going to be heading into the studio to look at the tenfold dungeon sets hello folks it's me again only this time upright and more red uh, we have here some Tenfold Dungeon from Gale Force 9. We've laid out the Starship Vengeance, uh, and I thought it would be interesting for people to see what you can do with a big box of boxes. Um, so this setup is obviously very Enterprise-esque. Um, it's a modular role-playing terrain system, which allows you to create your own maps to a certain extent. Obviously, you're limited in what comes in a box. However, they do have things like um, additional features, such as our little stairs, of which there are many and varied from very wide to sort of single step ones we have back in the engine room. Um, there are movable walls, like we have here, splitting what appears to be our bridge in twain, uh, thus putting Picard back on the bridge of, of the uh, Starship Vengeance. He may or may not survive that encounter with whoever that is. It looks like a doctor. I'm not going to worry about her too much. Or it might be Data. Anyway, the nice thing about these are they can be fired out in no time squared. So you can set up a interesting little maze for your players to navigate, whether it's in a RPG or if you're playing a skirmish game. We've done it mostly upright here. 
um, sitting down into the room. So you've got your rooms and corridors. And as you can see, there's no joining door here. So you've got to work your way through the engine bay, get past Q, who's probably going to turn these Borg into a couple of mariachis and then fire his way down to where Worf is. Uh, so you've got a, a great deal of flexibility with it. Uh, but I just thought I'd show you when you get there. If I was to open up one of the others, like the Cyberpunk City, the box itself is relatively small. So you're talking, what's that? 30 centimeters by about 40, 45. I probably measured the squares actually would be a good way. I will say this, there are different heights, which means when you're putting it together, you need to nest your boxes correctly because it forms a fit, a flush fit that um, interconnects. But as you can see with these, the cyberpunk version, your boxes and buildings are the same as your Starship Vengeance. Like these, they can be deployed as rooms, so you can work your way inside them, or you can have them working as actual buildings that people can't get inside, or additional height layers, which is why you have things like the stairs and the like in there. Uh, so you get the really nice printed stuff. You also get the sweet, sweet silica gel, which everybody should be eating. Uh, you get your door clips, and these are, if I pop one of these off, a double-sided affair that holds the box to make your corridors and doors together. Um, it actually holds it very snugly indeed, so I don't think I can do that with one hand, but I will with two. Boosh. Um, and it means then you can also have your doors as open or closed because they are also double-sided. So there's a lot of flexibility within the system itself to allow you to do an awful lot of interesting bits and pieces. If I debagulate this, it comes with a little bit of reinforcing stickers for the two big ones because these take the most stress as well. So if you want to make sure they're pristine, you can pop off these clear plastic bits to overlap the corners. But within there, and this is similar for all of these, you'll get a sheet of doors. So here we have double wide, single, and then half height for the smaller style of corridor. And they are open or closed. Looking out into neon Tokyo, where all the samurai live. These are the walls and barricades, which includes these little half barricades that we've got things set up around the place. They're just very simple line of sight blockers or cover for your players to hide behind or for the fiends who are ambushing them. Again, oh, very nicely punched. Um, so nice level of detail on those. And finally, you have your set of steps of which you can see there are three different designs and you get multiples thereof. So you had your two medium, two small, and uh, I think only one of the large. No, you get two large, that's nice. Uh, so two, two, and two. And they only fit together in one particular way. So even though they're double side print, you'll find when you assemble them, like we have here, the back print won't be seen anymore. It just lives there now. Uh, you can deconstruct those as well when it comes to packing stuff away. I'd probably keep uh, 
the stairs as is because the tolerances on the sort of sprue design at the side is relatively tight. And I think over time, if you're constantly popping these in and out, you're going to get wear on these. Um, if you do want to do that, I would suggest running a bit of glue on these when they are disassembled, just to make that cardboard a bit more solid. But that's the whole kit and caboodle. Like I say, you can make a myriad of things, whether it's big, low-level dance panels that you can play on, or whether you actually turn that into some sort of massive disco, um, or as we have here, the Starship Vengeance. There are four sci-fi, uh, Daedalus, Smuggler's Den, Vengeance, and Cyberpunk City, but there's also four fantasy versions. So you can go from the sewers to a temple, to a castle, or even just run around town. So it doesn't matter what style of gameplay you're after. If you're looking for some really quick, easily stored terrain for things like uh, Star Wars Legion, or if you want to do a bit of Star Trek Away missions, um, the world is your oyster with the Tenfold Dungeon. So there we go, folks. Let's go back over to the Weekender. Some interesting stuff there from the uh, Tenfold Dungeon sets. I think they're very nice. Uh, great for role-playing and skirmish games and everything else in between. It was mm -hmm. uh, cool to see you guys tinkering around with those, I suppose. Very cool. Yes, very good. I have, uh, I have, okay. I have plans. Oh, plans. I like plans. I hope that Gale Force 9 bring out more of them as well. Nice to see some of the alternative designs and stuff in the future. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah. Moving on from that, uh, we're going to be diving into the end of the show. We're going to be looking at some Kickstarter projects. We've got two very different ones this week. Um, the first of these for us to delve into is called Ages of Ether or Aether, Eye of the Storm. And this is a new campaign from the folks at Tiger Miniatures. Uh, we've looked at some of their work in the past where they've been doing things like base designs and all sorts of different stuff for uh, war games and role playing games. This one is an adventure packaged with. Uh, a selection of STL files for you to use on the tabletop, either as part of this adventure or differently, if you suppose. So yes, Ages of Ether itself is a ready-to-play D&D adventure set in the 5th edition. Uh, you'll have five pre-generated characters that you'll be able to choose from when you dive in, or you could just bring your own characters along if you wanted to, although they have thrown in some fun and interesting ideas when it comes to playing around with the different classes and stuff to sort of maybe not mesh quite so easily with the stuff that's available in the 5th edition rulebooks and stuff. Uh, the actual campaign itself has a branching narrative with six possible endings. So maybe if you've got a couple of D&D &D groups, you could see how they tackle this and which way they go, potentially. Um, the sort of overview of it is that you're sort of, you find yourself in a dark fantasy realm where you are sort of battling between the whims of an undead king and a trickster god, which just sounds amazing and very fey. I love that very much. <laughs> uh, and this is all packaged together as part of this, as I say, uh, large PDF that you can get your hands on, which will come with everything you need to dive into. So you've got your different locations to explore, your mystical artifacts, nine different monsters for you to fight, and everything else in between. If you're somebody who doesn't like the idea of doing the whole 3D printing thing, then you'll be able to dive in and just get tokens that you could use in your game. So you could print those off, and you can use them on the tabletop, or as it says there, you could use them as virtual tokens. So if you wanted to use them in something like um, 
uh, roll 20 or something like that you could drop them into the system and use them to illustrate your characters on the tabletop which i think is quite nice uh what's quite good about this as a whole and we'll come into the 3d printing side in a second is that uh, the folks at tiger miniatures have put together two um kind of free demos for you to pick up so there's the selection of free stuff for the adventure so you can try that out but then there's also a free set of miniatures for you to download and bring dungeon terrain new dungeon terrain exactly as we were talking oh. about how good is that click <laughs> it you want me to click it oh, <laughs> it'll just download it live <laughs> there we go so it takes you to the my mini factory page there where you can see all the different pieces uh which is very nice so yeah click the other pdf as well you want me to click on that as well oh my god click all the things but what if you see all the things in my download folder <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> But yeah, so you've got a full uh, one that you can get your hands on there. It's actually got loads of different chapters in it, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. So it's very good if you're trying to set something up for the weekend and you not haven't really put together an adventure. Maybe use this as uh, an opportunity to dive in and have some fun with it. I really like the uh, way that it's been put together uh, and sort of uh, how it's been designed. Very nice done, nicely done. I like the graphic design and everything as well. Very cool. Is this the whole PDF then, just with stuff blurred out? It looks like it's the whole PDF, actually, with uh, stuff removed in different places. Yeah, I think the the blur was Ben's machine loading. No, no, I think that actually is blur. <laughs> but yeah, no, it does have uh, all of Chapter 1, it seems, which I think is quite nice, and some of the yeah. magical items, which is very uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very nice. Uh, but yes, the STL side of things. Uh, you can either dive in and get yourself the digital stuff that we were just talking about there, which gives you the vir- virtual options and the 2D terrain, or which is a very nice little set anyway. I really like the look of that. Mm. Or you can get the digital set, which comes with all the different miniatures in it as well. And you can see some of the miniatures down here as part of this core set. So you get the various slightly mutated boars, I, I guess we'll say, <laughs> which are looking very cool. Oh, they look they, like fun guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, got one. Now you see, I said that I'd do puns this, this week, but you've actually cl- uh, crept in. Very good. Very good. Uh, I set the bar too too high for myself. Oh. We've also got some undead uh, uh, soldiers there. So you've got your sort of shambling warriors that will be coming up against in different styles. You've got your sort of mage. swords and your archers and your mage there. You've got your different bosses. One of them is just a tree, a very badass tree, obviously. But then all these other ones look like they would be fitting for Elden Ring, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then some of the blood cravers as well. So you've got some additional... Don't you just walk around a tree, though? Yeah, but it could crawl after you. <laughs> Slowly, yeah. But what if well, have you never watched Day of the Triffids? Yeah, could eat you eventually. It'd be like the most, and obviously, it'll blind you first and then track yeah. you down while you're stumbling against walls, going, Oh, where am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't underestimate the tree. <laughs> <laughs> We're also talking of dungeon terrain. We've got the mage's tower furniture, which I think is nice. lovely. That is set up to just be an amazing trap, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you've also got all the crystal uh, days there and everything, which is quite nice. You've got the forest there too. So you've got your uh, bits and pieces to drop out into the woodlands and things. And then your five uh, new heroes that you can play as. So you've got the Divine Deceiver, which is a little bit more clerical, I suppose. The Mycelian Warden might be a bit of a sort of druid wizard type. The Monster Maven, who's kind of like your fighter barbarian. The Death Courtier, definitely a bard or, well, probably the bard. And then the Occult Sleuth, who's the rogue, which I think is quite nice. Mm-hmm. It's sort of matched up with um, D&D classes and, and uh, races as well. So you've got your tiefling in there, which I think is quite a nice little addition. Mm. But yeah, very cool. Um, in addition to that, they've also done a section of add-ons and things as well. Here you can see some of the examples of the stuff when it comes out on their printers. Very nice. Mm. There's even some help there as well when it comes to printers, which is good if you're new to it. Um, but they've also done these add-on sets. 
So you can get one for the skeleton warriors in the graveyard. So you're looking to set up your undead. We've got a nice little option there. Uh-huh. Look, no bat wings, Lloyd. No bat wings. <laughs> Love it. Oh, just <laughs> unfortunate peasants. Yes, unfortunate peasants. You've even got a little sort of grave spider there, which I think is a nice little addition. Very cool. Even the graves look kind of regular. They do. Yep. Yeah. I know. What world is this? <laughs> Our world. Uh, you also then have the oh my god. You also then have the forest guardians and the beast as well. So if you're looking to do some sort of fey uh characters or enemies, you've got some options there. And then the beast, I think, is a nice way for you to kind of throw in something a little bit more tree man-ish. Very nice indeed. Uh, and then stretch goals, as they have been power- as they look up to powering through these, you'll be able to unlock loads of additional stuff. As the campaign goes through, it is funded. Um, so if you are looking to explore this campaign in more detail, you can head on over and check it out for yourself. As I said, there's all the free free stuff. God damn you, my mini factory. <laughs> there's all the free stuff. So you can get the free stuff there to download as well as the adventure. And the adventure then is free there too. I will also point out that they've actually teamed up as well to do a little bit of a competition. So if you go over to this post, which will be linked down below, uh, and you comment as a backer with, I'm a backer. Then you could win yourself your early bird or STL files and digital adventures set to pledge. Ooh. So if you are very lucky and you dive in there, you could get yourself some goodies for free. What's better than free? Like it. Like it. Oh, God. There we go. <laughs> oh, man. Shay, this would work so well in Foundry. Zoom it. Zoom it. Zoom it. Zoom it. There we go. Okay. Love, lovely, lovely stuff. All the adventure components, including all the 2D elements, as you can see there, all the terrain, and then all of the additional stuff there too. So as your stretch calls and things get added in, they'll be thrown into the mix, which is quite nice. So yes, a very good little prize there from the folks at Tiger Miniatures, and also a very nice little campaign for role players. And those What's the top players. of the post look like, so people know what it looks like? Here we go. This is it. <laughs> Ages of Ether, a new D&D adventure minis on Kickstarter. Find this. It'll be in the description below if you're a backer. Go and check it out. Yeah. And is it specifically for the digital pledge if they've pledged it? Yes. So it's the early one or the digital one there, as you can see. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah. If you want to dive in and get your hands on all of that, you can do. Grand. Obviously, you get all the 2D stuff anyway. So you just get the extra files that maybe you could get a friend to print or something like that, which I think is quite nice. There we go. So, yes, uh, that is one of our Kickstarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be moving on to another one, which is uh, very different in style. But I saw this and thought it was adorable, which means all of you guys are going to think it's pointless. <laughs> right, let, let, let's see if you're right, Ben. Let's see if this is Adora Bubble. So this uh, comes from a company called Itten Games, and it is a uh, dexterity-based board game that you can dive into called Tokyo Highway Rainbow City. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> so <laughs> this game came out a couple of years ago originally. Uh, and the whole idea, as you can see here, is that you are sort of diving into a uh, a building game where you set up roads and streets throughout Tokyo using those little uh, roads that you see, the little straight bits and things. And there's lollipop sticks. They're just, yes, they're like lollipop sticks. Oh, God, you have to use tweezers. And you have to use tweezers. Oh, that, no. Yes. So no, man. The basis of the game, as it's a dexterity game, is that you're diving in to build up the city and eat on your turn, you want to place roads over other players' roads. And if you manage to do that, then you'll be able to place a car. The more roads you cross, the more cars you can place. And once you've got rid of your selection of vehicles, so 10 of them in normal games, you'll be able to win the game. And that's the person who wins. And then the person who loses is the person who can't do it uh, at the end of everyone else leaving the game, as it were. It's, it's very Euro. 
it is very Euro and very fun. Oh, my God. So, yes, the thing that they've added to this is the Rainbow City expansion, which is what you're seeing here. They've upgraded all the components. So each of the sticks now has little tiny grippy pads on the end of them so that they actually sit on the uh, towers really well. So easy and mode. Easy mode. And all the vehicles are rubber, so they actually stick to them as well, which I think is a really nice addition. The other thing that's really fun about this is this mission board that you're seeing here. So this was uh, not in the original game. But what they've done with it now is that as well as it just being a race to get rid of all of your cars, if you get the mission board and you fill in all the different things there, you can tick off additional victory points. So that could be things like um, placing loads of uh, entrances or exits to the airport or making sure that you cross over multiple roads or maybe you place all of your trucks for somebody else. It Go through the rainbow can... and scream kawaii. Exactly, yes. It's a way for you to kind of throw in additional sort of objectives and things into your games to make it even more fun. And yes, I think it looks gorgeous and very, very cute. And if you're not somebody who, well, if you're somebody who missed out on the original game, you can pick that up. But it's not that much extra to get in and get yourself the Rainbow City expansion as well, which I think is very, very nice. It's, um, it's very you, Ben. It is very me. The other thing that's really cool about this, and it's something that I love about board games, if you can get a game that by the end of it, you look at it and you're like, man, look at this really awesome thing that we've created on the tabletop. That is a winner for me. And I think this one sort of nails that in, in all regards, really. Oh, gee um, whiz. I'm looking at this thinking, how many choking hazards can you get in one box? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't, maybe don't play this around anyone below eight. There we go. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh. Added loads of loads and loads of extra bits and pieces into this for you to uh, try out and see what you think. They've got the other vehicles, obviously, because they come in different sizes and scale and scales, mean that you'll be, have more challenge and stuff trying to get through them. So maybe you want to place your lorries early so that you don't have to do them later on in the game and everything like that. Um, it seems very cool. There's even penalties if you knock people's roads off and things like you lose points and stuff. So yes, very fun little game. Um, if you're somebody who's into the sort of dexterity side of things, I definitely think it's worth checking this one out. Um, as you can see, pledge levels, nice and easy to dive into. I mean, all of these are in yen. Although, yeah, they're in yen. I was about to say what? <laughs> just do a little what, bit. Of 100 yen is about a pound. So just take two zeros off the end and you'll be fine. There you go. It's $20 for the expansion set, which isn't too bad. Uh, but if you're looking to get up the original one, $45 for the original set and the expansion, which isn't that bad at all. That's about 30 quid in real money. So yeah, not too bad at all. Uh, but yes, uh, looks adorable. As I say, you guys probably don't like it whatsoever, but there we go. <laughs> I think it looks amazing. Definitely go and check it out. Uh, the Ages of Ether Kickstarter has 24 days left on it from the time you're watching it and it's funded. And the Tokyo Highway Rainbow Cities expansion. I don't know. I think they've made it too easy. Too easy? With the yeah, rubber pads yeah, and the rubber pads. vehicles. It's like everything has to be easy mode these days. I was, I was playing Sea of Thieves recently, right? Yes. Yeah. And now they have a mode in Sea of Thieves where you don't have to play with anybody who's a thief. Oh. Right? Okay. And then just this week, they released a new mode where you don't even need to sail your ship anymore. What? You, you can just dive down and it'll take you to your objective. Uh, everything, everything these days is the easy mode. Uh, you don't want to climb the mountain, do you? <laughs> yeah, you do. That's half the fun. Uh, and, and this is like easy mode. Like, what's a dexterity game if they've made it rubbery and sticky? You've still got to place them. Yeah, but if it the thing is... The only thing you're worrying about is the shake of your hand now, instead of it being like a super steep angle where it's just going to go, hey, yeah, nope, whoop. Well, you know yeah. what? I'll buy you guys the original edition and I'll buy the new one. <laughs> 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 That's why we'll do it. But yes. Hey, if you bring it over, we'll do a Let's Play. Yeah. But yes, It looks uh, like the sort of game, though, that like you were playing yourself. Oh, can I, can't I? No, it's just that, yes, I can. 
I'm Bob the Builder. Can I do it? Yes, I can. Mm. Wow. There we go. That'll be Lloyd's review on the back of the box. Uh, <laughs> Lloyd's quote. <laughs> that uh, brings us to the end of the weekender for this week. Um, make sure if you want to get even more of this nonsense to come over on Sunday for the Cult of Games XLBS as a subscriber or with a free trial. And you can join us for even more wittering. Yeah. Uh, hobby. It's um, on tabletop. Dot com. Come to on table.com. Oh, he's underestimating himself. He's, it's not going to go further. Don't worry. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you want to uh, join us next week for more weekend of fun, Jerry will be back on Friday. Yay. <laughs> and we'll be able to dive into next more. Friday. Next Friday. Yeah. Next Thank Friday. God for that. <laughs> anyway, with that glowing <laughs> review of my skills, let, we'll see you uh, in the near future. Bye bye. <laughs> Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.